Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, and more importantly, welcome back, Giants fans, to another episode of the Say Hey Podcast, the podcast that is home to all things Giants baseball. Folks, before we dive into today's show, I would like to take a moment to let you know that you can find the Say Hey Podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you like what you're hearing, then don't be afraid to subscribe. And if you really like the show, then make sure to leave a review. But most importantly, make sure to spread the word. Now, with that being said, let's dive right in. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Say Hey Podcast. Did you miss me? I missed you as well. I'm your host today, James Donahue, as I am for every show, so hopefully that's not a deal breaker. And folks, like always, we have a great show for you today. We are continuing our player profile projections, otherwise known as our PPPs, and the players we'll be talking about today are Darren Ruff, Carlos Rodon, and Brandon Crawford. So be sure to stick around and listen to the entire episode in order for you to be as informed and up-to-date as possible. But before we dive into the PPPs, let's first talk about some spring training updates. Starting with Carlos Rodon, and there's not much to say other than this man continues to dominate in spring training. Versus the Padres the other day, Rodon pitched four scoreless innings, only allowing one base runner on a hit, no walks, and striking out four. To bring his total spring training numbers to 6.2 innings pitched, only allowing three hits, one earned run, but not surrendering a single walk and striking out eight batters total so far. Like I said earlier, we're going to be doing a deep dive into Carlos Rodon, but so far, from what I've personally witnessed, it seems as though this guy is primed to have an insane season. In other news, Logan Webb has officially been named the opening day starter for the 2022 season. Great news. We expected this. And a little fun fact for you, Webb will be the Giants' first homegrown right-handed opening day starter since Matt Cain in 2013. This opening day start puts Webb in elite company, joining the likes of Madison Bumgarner, Tim Lincecum, and of course, Matt Cain. So pretty good moment for the 25-year-old Webb slinger. What? Who said that? Tell me you work at Disney without telling me you work at Disneyland. All right, here we go. Moving on to some other news. We've got some injuries, unfortunately. Are we surprised? I don't know. I can't decide if I'm surprised or not. I don't think I am. Well, when it comes to Evan Longoria and Brandon Belt specifically, I'm definitely not surprised. Longo underwent surgery already to repair a ligament in his right index finger on Tuesday. Yikes. And the timetable we're dealing with is at least six weeks, which would take him out until at least midway through the second month of the season. All right, first initial thoughts. Ready? Here they come. This sucks, obviously. Not only is this a huge blow to the defense, but believe it or not, this is also a huge blow to the offense. The 14-year veteran finished the season with an 833 OPS, and not to mention, Longoria produced a 364 batting average against Walker Buehler, a 292 average against Clayton Kershaw, and a 400 batting average against Blake Trinan. So yeah, this is a big hit to the team from both sides. But fingers crossed, whoop, well I guess Longoria won't be able to cross his fingers, that recovery goes exactly according to plan. Alright, moving on down the injury list. I know this sucks, but Lamont Wade Jr., his name is on this list. 
He had to be taken out of a recent game and even needed an MRI on his knee. The results showed inflammation and a bone bruise, so nothing too detrimental from a structural standpoint, but this does unfortunately knock him out for opening day. And thankfully, the Giants are prepared to fill spots in case injuries happen. For example, now the outfield has a chance to look like Stephen Duggar in center field, Mike Yastrzemski in right field, and Young Jock playing left. An outfield that still features all lefty bats. Not saying Lamont Wade Jr. is replaceable by any means, I'm just saying the moves that the Giants make really start to make sense during the season when you can see how they fill holes when injuries occur. Alright everybody, here it comes. You all guessed it, that's right, Brandon Belt may already have some health concerns heading into opening day. But don't you guys worry, just like Lamont, there is no structural damage to Belt's knee. Just some inflammation, so the team is proceeding with caution when it comes to Belt. And the last piece of injury news is that Tommy LaStella, who is attempting to return from Achilles surgery, played in his first game Tuesday, and in his second spring at-bat, crushed a bases-clearing double when the bases were loaded. I've seen reports say that LaStella is almost back full-time, but at this current moment, he's only at 80%. The fact that he was able to play in a game and produce in a big way is an obviously good sign. Okay, here we go. That's it. I think that's all the injury news. Oh, wait. I forgot about Yaz. There's nothing too detrimental there either. He was just taken out of the game after the second inning, I believe, the other day for due to quad tightness. So again, another precautionary move, not necessarily something that's detrimental. Okay, I swear that's all the injury news that I have. Time to transition into some PPPs or otherwise known as player profile projections. And today, as I mentioned earlier, we're going to be talking about players Darren Ruff, Carlos Rodon, and Brandon Crawford. So without further delay, let's go ahead and dive right into it, starting with Ruff. So if you're a consistent listener of the podcast, you have definitely heard me bring up the stat OPS. Now, if you don't know what that is, OPS is a stat in baseball that's meant to combine how well a hitter can reach base with how well he can hit for average and power. The higher the OPS, the better the player is overall offensively. And to break that down even further... Let's look at some numbers for reference. An average OPS is considered to be around 700 to 710. An above average OPS, we're looking at an OPS that starts with 800. And then a great OPS, or something I refer to as all-star OPS, is an OPS that starts with 900. And lastly, an excellent, elite, top-tier player OPS is going to be producing an OPS that starts with a 1 dot or 1 dot 0 something. All right, that's considered to be elite. Now, looking at some of the best hitters in baseball, we can see OPS is like Austin Riley, third baseman for the Braves. He finished the year with an 898 OPS. Freddie Freeman, we know him pretty well, finished the year with an 896 OPS. Brandon Crawford, 895. Max Muncie, also 895. Jose Ramirez, 893. And Rafael Devers, 890. Now, here's why I bring this topic up. It's because Darren Ruff produced an OPS of 904 last year. Yes, I understand that he received less at-bats than the majority of the players that I listed above, but that's not the point. The point is, with the at-bats he did receive, he was considered to be all-star caliber, offensively, that is. And you know what the most beautiful part about all of this is? Ruff was matchup-proof. He produced a 1.010 OPS against lefties, which is awesome, but he also managed to produce an 824 OPS against righties. With all this to say, what type of season do I expect from Ruff, considering how well he performed last year? Well, 
The first word that comes to mind is reliable. I expect a reliable season from Darren Ruff. Not only has Ruff produced whenever he's called upon, he also walks at an extremely high clip. I don't see Ruff becoming an everyday player due to his age and defensive limitations, but I also don't see him receiving less plate appearances. If anything, he's probably going to see more at-bats than last year. And a reason for that is because Ruff might be one of the most important pieces to this team. He's a big reason why the platoon system has been proven to be so successful. Last year, he finished the season with a 271 batting average, hitting 16 home runs, and as I mentioned earlier, a 904 OPS. That stat line alone is actually good enough for an everyday player. But the fact that Ruff was able to produce that coming off the bench and being a platoon player is simply out of this world. I expect Ruff to maintain that same batting average while seeing as maybe a slight dip in OPS only due to him receiving more at-bats, but still being one of the most productive players on the roster during the 2022 season. Alright, you like that? Good, stick around. I'm about to dive into Carlos Rodon. So I'm sure many of you already knew how dominating Rodon can be when he's healthy, but being able to witness it for the first time so intently has truly been a treat. Last year, Rodon finished in the top five Cy Young voting. He threw a no-hitter and finished the year with a 2.37 ERA. I know what you're thinking. James, you used that stupid-ass stat called FIP when you were speaking about Alex Wood last week. Go ahead and tell us what Rodon's FIP was last year. Okay, you probably weren't thinking that at all, actually. But I'm going to go ahead and tell you guys anyways. Again, FIP is the stat that measures what a pitcher's ERA would look like or should look like if he experienced league average defense behind him on the balls that were hit in play. Rodon's FIP was 2.65, indicating that he may have gotten a tiny, tiny bit lucky. But for the most part, Rodon's numbers that he produced last year were the real deal. The only worry when it comes to Rodon is whether or not he can stay healthy throughout the entire year. However, due to the Giants coaching staff, the pitching staff in particular, their track record when it comes to the pitching development, something tells me Rodon and the Giants will figure out a way to keep him healthy enough to be a contributor throughout the entire season. So in predicting Rodon's stat line, I'm going to say that his ERA at the end of the season will start with a 2, his strikeouts per 9 innings will start with an 11, and I also think Rodon has a strong chance at being the starter for the National League team for the All-Star game this year. This season is truly going to be something special to witness for us Giants fans. Alright, last but not least, let's go ahead and dive into Brandon Crawford. First off, let's talk about all the great things Crawford did last year. All-Star, finished 4th in MVP voting, Gold Glove Award winner, and of course, his stat line is always so pretty and enjoyable to revisit. He finished the 2021 season with a 298 batting average, hitting 24 home runs, 90 RBIs, and produced an 895 OPS. While also stealing 11 bases, go ahead, Crawdaddy, show off that speed. Come on, man. Now, depending on how who you talk to, Crawford was arguably the best player in baseball. He deserved all the praise that came his way for the outstanding performance he put on display. He even cranked a two-out home run in the eighth inning of Game 1 of the NLDS against the Dodgers last year. Absolutely magical. So with all that to say, is the 2022 season going to be a year where we see Crawford produce that same level of production? For me, it's a yes and no answer. Looking at the numbers, you can see that Crawford was barreling up pitches he was seeing. Whenever he made contact, it was hard, it was loud, and it was right on the nose. 
For that reason, I expect the doubles, the home runs, and extra base hits to continue to come. Now, do I expect 24 home runs again? I'm not sure. I'll be honest with you. I really don't know. I do expect at least 18 and maybe even 20. But the point is, I believe we will still continue to see the extra base hits come off the bat of Brandon Crawford. Now, in terms of his batting average, I think it might be wise for us to mentally prepare for a regression to the mean. And what I mean by that, whoa, no pun intended, is that Crawford is a career 254 hitter when it comes to his batting average. Last year was the highest batting average of his career by a vast margin. Do I think he can produce a 290 clip again? Sure, absolutely. Anything is possible with this Giants team, especially with the resurgence of so many veteran players. However, I also wouldn't be surprised if we see Crawford end the year with a 270 to 280 batting average, which, remind you all, is still fantastic, by the way. All right, everybody, that is going to be all for today's show of the Say Hey podcast. Again, your continued love and support is truly overwhelming. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you've made it this far, I truly am grateful. Again, everyone, you can find the Say Hey podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and you can leave a rating and a review if you feel so inclined. Continue to stay safe in this crazy world, everybody. Continue to be smart, but most importantly, go Giants.